What's up, Gen X? Welcome back to the water cooler. It is good to have you back. Uh, boy, I have to uh, confess something to you. I have gotten completely sucked into this Kyle Rittenhouse trial in a way that I did not anticipate. You know, kind of on along the lines of the O.J. Simpson nonsense back in, in the 90s, which um, I actually missed pretty much all of that because at the time I was in Japan and I wasn't able to watch and keep up with all of the daily uh, comings and goings of, of that trial. You know, I've seen documentaries, I've seen the dramatizations of it. My mom would send me news clippings at the time, and but I, I wasn't on a, a, a day-to-day uh, attention suck um, as you know, I was at least, you know, today, I mean, I started off just kind of paying some general attention to it, but, you know, I had become quite cynical when it comes to a lot of these high profile you know, legal cases, really, honestly, ever since the OJ Simpson nonsense, and, you know, whether it be, you know, Derek Chauvin or, or, uh, George Zimmerman, um, or, uh, any of those, uh, you know, Scott Peterson, again, you know, those high-profile, you know, cases, the Casey Anthony, right, that you see on TV that get a lot of attention, and the talking heads go on and on and on and on about it. You know, you know, so much of it is just is theater. You know, it's, it's people posturing to make names for themselves under the under the guise of uh, justice and fairness. And as I'm describing it to you, my eyes are rolling. Right, so I. You pay enough attention to you get the facts as much as you can to to kind of decide. You know how would I vote if I were on on a jury? You know, regardless of whether or not I think you know they're guilty, was did they present enough evidence to beyond a reasonable doubt, and so on and so forth. But this one sucked me in, and you know it sucked me in when. Uh, the defense called uh, Kyle Rittenhouse to the stand to give his testimony. Although before that, I, I, you know, got up to speed on everything that was going down and w- the testimony that was being given. But it's kind of in a nutshell. I, 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 I feel like this is self-defense. I, I really do. I, I, um, yeah, again, you know, rather than uh, you know Kyle being some kind of quick triggered white supremacist whatever they're 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 trying to prove I, 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 this seems to be is as, as textbook self-defense as you can get again i'm no i'm no lawyer but everything that i see that's presented i again there's no, nothing really new or earth-shattering that we didn't know i mean we've had video of this from so many different angles for over a year now and there's nothing that's been presented at the trial that would make me think otherwise um you know Kyle seems like he's kind of a you know naive kid you know, even still even though he's not a, you know, technically a kid anymore he's 18 he's an adult now seems a, but seems to be a little bit naive you know uh, seems like he had good intentions misguided though they may have been but it was very interesting to see that Gage Grosskreutz, who was the sort of the state star witness on the stand, essentially admit that he didn't, uh, or that Kyle didn't shoot until he himself had lifted his pistol at at Kyle. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I I can't play, again. We're we're probably not dealing with the the mightiest of of mental giants here, but um, I was it was just stunning. You know, the, you, you saw so many just classic reactions from these attorneys watching this, just agape <laughs> at the fact that the the defense was was able to get him to to say that and. Um, it, it was, it's just, it's just crazy. And, and I, I was really taken by the predictable, but the amazing and very, um, very transparent headlines in, in response to Gage Grosskreutz's, uh, cross-examination. Yeah. As an example, between like CNN and Washington Post, their headline of this just damning to the prosecution, this uh, testimony that was given, their headlines was something along the, the, the effect of state's witness testifies that he feared for his life when shot by Kyle Rittenhouse. That was their takeaway of that testimony. Headline from the BBC was shooting victim testifies that he wasn't shot until he lifted his own pistol. Something to that effect. I mean, just the complete polar opposite of those headlines was something that I found telling, but almost surreal to see how how just uh, on the surface that was. It's just so obvious the the editorializing that was just oozing from the cnn and washington post headlines it just was another affirmation to me that the american media is an enemy of the people they they have no interest in presenting facts and data they have no interest in reporting on the who what when and where they're only interested in their own narrative and how they see the why. And they are only interested in that so far as they can push their narrative, push their agenda, and make money. You know, to get clicks, get subscriptions, whatever it is that they do to further their own uh, careers and to further themselves, that's what they do. And it was it was so obvious. I mean, it always been obvious, but in just the comparison of those headlines to those news organizations, it was really, really quite a thing. But it was, it was interesting to watch, uh, Kyle testify. Um, and again, he's, he's a kid who was living you know nearby to where I am. So it's, it's something that I can, I can relate to. I, I know all the the towns and landmarks that they were talking about, whether it's you know, Antioch, Illinois, to Kenosha, Wisconsin, so it's something that you know, it's right in my backyard, and it's it's something that I can relate to about pretty well. But I I thought Kyle came across as someone who was sincere, albeit naive, someone immature even still, uh, and I compare that to the unhinged response that you see. From the likes of Twitter, uh, it, it was just stunning. I mean, you have people out there, whether it's Ayanna Presley, you know, who's in the U.S. House of Representatives, to just any of the you know, some blue check marks, 
who were calling him a white supremacist. And it's that one in particular I find really weird. Now, for whatever political persuasion you come from, if your even slanted opinion of that is, you know, I don't believe in guns, I de- you shouldn't have had a gun, and therefore he's guilty. I don't care what the circumstances, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I can, I can think you're wrong, but I get it. But if you're trying to sell me that these shootings were because Kyle Rittenhouse is some vigilante white supremacist, I, I mean, you got to give me something here. I, I don't understand. I mean, can, who can help me out with that? Other than some anecdotal thing that it was during a, a BLM protest slash riot. I mean, I, I think this was even the infamous mostly peaceful protest where that thing came from. But it was in response to a white officer shooting an unarmed black man in the back. And the shooting happened during the protest. Therefore, that makes him a white supremacist. I mean, I just I just don't get it. I mean, a, a couple of things that really bug me regarding that claim. Number one, all three of the those who were shot... Joseph Rosenbaum um, it was was white. Gage Grosskreutz was white. And the other guy, I forgot his name, the guy that was swinging his skateboard, he was white. So the three shooting, I can't even call them victims in the in the legal sense in this case, but those those three who were shot, all white dudes. Kyle's a white dude, teenager. White dude shoots three white dudes, white supremacist. So by that same logic, some black kid on the south side of Chicago shoots another black kid on the south side of Chicago, white supremacist. I mean, by that same logic, right? I mean, I, help me out with that. How was him shooting these, these dudes, how did that make him a white supremacist? Problem number two. Kyle was there with his friends and some others protecting what's left of this used car lot that had been torched in in prior evenings. The owners of those used car lots were minorities. I think from seeing them testify, they looked like they were were Indian. I don't know if they were immigrants or whatever, but they looked like they were of Indian descent. So... They are protecting the property of these Indian business owners, white supremacists. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, to the point where they're so aggressive with that charge in particular, it makes me just, just discount everything that they say. I, I don't get it. It, it, it's, it's just so bizarre to me. Um, again, this seems to be, I'm, I'm no lawyer, but it, he seems to be as clear-cut case of self-defense as you are ever going to find. Now, two things can be true at once. Number one, that Kyle and his his friends or anyone else who was under the age of 18, or even some of them who were over the age of 18, should not have been there and certainly should not have been there with a weapon. Just should not have, right? I, regardless of, of the outcome of this, I I. My opinion is pretty firm on that, that that Kyle Rittenhouse should not have been there that night. Also, that these shootings were self-defense. Those two things can be true at the same time. They are not mutually exclusive. 
and nothing that I've seen presented in the past couple of days has changed my mind. The one thing that I have learned a little that was a little bit clear throughout the this trial, more so than just watching the the video, is Joseph Rosenbaum is the key main instigator in all of this. If that clown had not rushed Kyle, those two guys would probably still be alive or at least they would have survived that night, and Gage Grosskreut would not have had his bicep evaporated. He seemed to be the main dude who started everything. He instigated his own shooting, and the other shootings were in response to that, the, the mob response to that. It seems to all come down on him. Again, this is some dude who was... Uh, diminutive in stature, but who was thought he was, you know, tough stuff. He was, you know, threatening people, telling telling them to shoot him, dropping the end bomb. I mean, he thought he was tough stuff. He seemed to be just on edge, completely unhinged. He seemed to be the main culprit in all of this. If there's anybody who I think holds the lion's share of blame in all of it, it's that clown. And that's without even going into the fact that Joseph Rosenbaum was a convicted child rapist, not even a child molester or a pedophile, a child rapist. He is not or was not a good dude. The other guy, skateboard dude, he was a convicted spouse abuser. Gage Grosskreutz was a um, was convicted and on a number of different um, battery charges he had it was the license or the firearm that he was holding he had an expired concealed carry he was not licensed to have that weapon at the time these were three guys who were not good dudes and in fact they seem to be your poster boy of all things BLM and Antifa and all these other weird violent ultra leftist movements that we've seen pop up and particularly in, a, in very violent ways over the past couple of years, you know, just these dregs of society, you know, life's losers who just for whatever reason have the time to be violent and act out and, and they feel righteous about it. They are emboldened by what they see on, on TV, what they read on the internet they consider themselves righteous and heroes and they act out in violence and <coughs> and they are emboldened and they are sort of just this this example of all the crap that we have seen particularly over the past uh, year or so um, but it, it what's scary to me is seeing all of this this come out and this trial happen in something that looks like just slam dunk textbook self-defense and this is with the benefit of an obscene obnoxious amount of video evidence everywhere i mean you have multiple camera angles because you know, camera phones are in everyone's pockets it's just ubiquitous in in instances like this that people are taping everything and taping everyone i mean there's even freaking drone footage of these of shootings and you can see you know, frame by frame by frame, exactly how this stuff went down. And we are still here. Can you imagine if there wasn't this video evidence? Holy crap. I mean, it's terrifying. I mean, even if everything happened exactly as the way it, it did, but without video evidence, 
it's it's terrifying. And that weasel assistant DA binger, oh, what a tool that dude is. Oh, my goodness gracious. It doesn't help that he's from freaking Wisconsin and I'm right nearby and I freaking hate people from Wisconsin, even though like most of my family's from there. And maybe that's because I just have the familiarity with 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 how people over the border are and ugh, they just make my skin crawl. And that dude has it in spades. What a tool that guy is. Uh, I mean, he, he might as well be an in-law. <laughs> You know the you know, the the brother-in-law cuts himself. I mean, he's just an absolute weasel. Uh, it just and the fact that he's just destroying this kid. I mean, he's going like to an obnoxious degree, frame by frame, saying, "Well, look at this frame." Well, his his hands are up. He's surrendering, and in this frame, well, now your your gun's up and shoot. I mean, you think in real time that this kid has the wherewithal to think this through? I mean, th- think about. If you've ever been in a car accident and how in real time, it's very surreal. It happens almost in slow motion, but there's nothing you can do to that would react to prevent it. You're almost just kind of watching it happen in slow motion. And then as you relive it in your mind over and over again, you see like all these teeny tiny little steps and how the chain of events happened. And you, and you think in your mind, oh, if at this certain time, if I would have done something different, then it could have prevented the whole thing. But in real time, you're just reacting and you don't have that benefit of hindsight, right? I mean, we don't have Captain Hindsight from South Park flying in and say, oh, you know, that... Uh, yeah. That guy that lunged at you, you shouldn't have shot him. You shouldn't have done that. I mean, you didn't have the benefit of that. And the only thing you had was someone saying, I'm going to effing kill you. And he's throwing chemical bombs at you and lunging at you. That's what, in real time, that's how it goes. But imagine if you didn't have all this video evidence. I mean, it's terrifying. It's chilling to think what would happen. And this this weasel, this this binger, he's, he's just some some tool from Kenosha, Wisconsin, some, some small town America, but he's everywhere across the United States, right? Got guys like him, women like him, these attorneys, these, these slime balls who are just trying to make a name for themselves. They will destroy anybody and everybody if they can advance themselves. It's gross, but it's the nature of the beast. And it's, it's, it's terrifying. Uh, now with it, we have all these agendas, that people are trying to push, and it's couched in that, and it, and it really seems like, in a, in a real way, this notion of self-defense and our personal liberty is on trial more so than this kid who was involved in the shooting when he was 17 years old. So it's really, again, I, I, you can tell I, I got sucked into this way more <laughs> than I should have, but it seems like it's going to be ending quickly. So I will uh, be interested in how this turns out and and what the ramifications are to it. But you can probably bet that regardless of what happens, those who have already made up their minds even well before this, that Rittenhouse is guilty and he should go to prison, there'd be some upheaval whether he was found guilty or whether he is found not guilty, right? They're, they're going to riot either way. That's the... That's the Gage, Gross, Crutes, and Rosenbaums of the world. They, that's who they are, right? That, and we're going to see it sure as anything, regardless of the outcome of this trial. 
All right, now now that I've been gotten for pretty far under my skin and might as well stay there, uh, vaccine nonsense continues to roll out and, and propaganda is at an all-time high. Um, a couple of weird things this past week, you know, Biden expanded his vaccine mandate, you know, that was originally intended for larger companies, I think like 100 employees and over, you know, through OSHA regs. He decided he was going to expand that to all companies with some pretty steep fines. Again, it's something that is just so profoundly unconstitutional. I mean, something like this needs to come from the legislature. You know, if there's if he wanted to put in vaccine mandates for federal employees, being the chief executive, he is welcome to do that. But to mandate something across the masses, he does not have that power. That's just not in our Constitution. That's not how our constitutional republic is set up. Our representative republic is set up, and he just he can't. But uh, powers be damned, he's going to do it. So I I hope there's some resistance to it. I know there's a number of sort of high profile individuals who are countersuing, and I believe the Fifth uh, Circuit put a stay to that uh, the the past couple of days. But he is spitting in the face of that and is charging ahead with his mandates anyway. I mean, this is what this is what totalitarianism totalitarianism is. You know, this is why we have things set up the way they are. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get away with it. Um, we'll see how that goes. But this past week, um, Johnson Johnson and Pfizer, I believe, received approval for their vaccine for ages five to eleven. And the propaganda machine ramps up. Sesame Street was running some very weird and odd propaganda pushes for children to get the vaccine, which is just, I find gross. I mean, if the fact that it's even called vaccine is kind of weird when you think about it, because when vaccine, just the word itself is, is by definition, kind of brings into your mind complete protection against a disease, right? Whether it's smallpox or polio or, you know, MMR or whatever, you know, that you get the vaccine you're protected from it. You're not going to contract this disease. But this is not. I mean, we've seen over and over again, right? That just today there was a, a member of the Minnesota Vikings who was fully vaccinated, who had to be admitted into the hospital because of respiratory issues after having contracted COVID-19. So just because the you have the vaccine doesn't mean you're not going to get sick. Just because you have the vaccine does not mean you're going to spread it. They're not going to spread it just because you have the vaccine doesn't mean you won't be hospitalized. And just because you have the vaccine doesn't mean you won't die. Much like the normal flu vaccine. In fact, I was even thinking about it and I see advertisements about, you know, because we're at that time of year. And, and it occurred to me that you don't see this sort of annual you know, you know, flu shot referred to as the flu vaccine. Right. We talk about the. You know, the measles vaccine, we talk about the polio vaccine, but we talk about the flu shot. I say, come get your flu shot. You drive by Walgreens, flu shots available, uh, whatever. You don't see them say, come get the flu vaccine, because the flu shot is, is not a vaccine in that sense. It's a vaccine that's supposed to, much like the Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson vaccine, is supposed to help you fight off uh, if you're... Uh, exposed to the flu virus. It may, may mean you won't get sick. It may mean you won't 
get severely sick, but it, it'll help you should you, you come in contact with the certain strain that they are, are guessing, right? Or you could get it and get really sick. Who knows? But it would help you out on some level. This is really the same thing, but they keep calling it a vaccine, not the shot, right? So it doesn't really mean a whole lot, but I just something that I found odd. As well as I saw that, you know, Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers tested positive this past week and, and caused a big storm. Now, I, being a Bear fan, loathe Aaron Rodgers and all things Packers. I think you probably would guess that by my view of Wisconsin people. But... Uh, he caused quite a stir, and mainly because apparently he's not vaccinated, but kind of led the media to believe that he he was. In fact, in one interview, he's and when asked if he was vaccinated, he said, oh, "I'm an, I'm immunized," or, and and kind of evaded it. And in the past couple of weeks, a couple of receivers for the Packers have tested positive. He tested positive, and there's this whole dust up with with the league because of it. But as much as I am not a fan of Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, I've, I've been thinking for a couple of years what, that I want to cancel my state farm insurance because I can't stand those freaking commercials. But if he didn't want to get vac- vaccinated or if he talked it over with his doctor and he decided for whatever reason that he was not going to get it, in my mind, that's up to him. And I know a lot of the a popular refrain now is, well, you're not getting vaccinated for you. It's for others. Yeah, but you know, it's still you, right? You you are still deciding whether or not you're going to take something into your body, and and there are a plethora of reasons why, other than you're just not wanting it, or because it's new and you're nervous about it. But there are a couple of a number of very specific reasons why, for health reasons, you want to want to get it. You know, a number of uh, of autoimmune disorders or you know ms or guillain-barre syndrome and a number of others where medically your doctor would tell you do not get this so your doctor's telling it who the hell is the the nfl to tell you that you must get it or who is the federal government and joe biden or anyone else to tell you to ignore the advice of your doctor or ignore the direction of your doctor and get this anyway, come hell or high water. I just don't understand it. And now, so that the NBA is is now mandating not just the vaccine, but now they're mandating boosters. I mean, when does this end? When I mean, if if this is a case in point of why we can't allow vaccine mandates, because then they have say and direction over everything. Because it starts out that you know you just need to wear your mask. Oh, now you you must wear it, or you can't enter, you know, an establishment. Now you must get vaccinated in order to enter the establishment. Now you must get this booster and that booster and that that booster. When does it end? When does it end that the government or someone else is going to be telling us what we may or may not do in, if we are vaccinated or if we're not vaccinated? I mean, I just. I can't wrap my mind around it. It's just madness. That doesn't mean I'm against the vaccine. If you want to get it, awesome. Go do it. If your doctor tells you that they think it's totally fine, do it. But if you don't, for whatever reason, that's up to you. I have no problem with that either. I just, I don't get it. Um, Even this past week, I got these weirdly worded emails from school that are pushing the vaccine on children. I got a weirdly worded 
from uh, email from work, you know, pushing it again, again. But it's it's in my mind, it's totally up to you. Um, but I I just I don't understand why anybody thinks that they have a right to supersede the advice of your doctor, or you and your doctor talking it over, and you just decide for whatever reason, irrational, illogical, notwithstanding. That you don't want to get it. Who are they to tell you what you must and must not do? It's just bizarre world. This is not how I grew up as a Gen Xer. You know, we, I am as uh, you know, free spirited, free willed as anybody. You know, they, no one's going to tell me what I must and must not do. And again, that's not even counting all the 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 skepticism or worry of, of side effects. And there's even some reports that Gavin Newsom, after getting his second dose or his booster, uh, may have contracted Bell's palsy. Yeah, that, I don't know that that's confirmed, but uh, if that's the case, I mean, that's that would fly in the face of everyone saying, hey, it's completely safe. It's completely safe. Well, you know, tell that to Gavin Newsom, prick though he is. But again, we're just, and the fact that we're just so constantly lied to over and over, I mean, whether it's the narratives regarding the Kyle Rittenhouse trial or uh, the vaccine efficacy, we're just constantly lied to over and over again, you know, whether it's by those in power or those in the media. How can we ever trust these clowns? I know I don't. You know, the I, I even saw that uh, this should be a huge story this week, but it's kind of didn't make too many ripples, but the Durham investigation... It seems to be really moving forward with indictments that are essentially tying Hillary Clinton and the campaign to the whole uh, Steele dossier nonsense, which was the this you know, Russia conspiracy and stealing the election and Trump being a an agent of Russia for for a couple of years into his presidency, ultimately ending with uh, a a. Um, an impeachment trial, um, all based on a lie, all based on a lie that they came up with, that they funded. And now we're supposed to trust these clowns. And you saw in that last week, the Virginia election in the lead up to it, you had a bunch of, uh, you know, Democrat operatives at the behest of the Lincoln project, dressing up in, in hats and white shirts and tiki torches at a at a rally for the ultimate uh, the winner of of the election there in in Virginia um, was was Young Youngkin to, to almost to set the the image that he's like some white supremacist again with the white supremacist right but you know it turns out it was it was a stunt they were all Democrats they were all not, not only Democrats but they they were Democrat uh, operatives. All a lie, all a lie. You know the the one point two trillion dollars spending bill passed this this past week, and you know again further uh, you know, driving up inflation, and and we're told that it's not going to have any impact. It's it's going to do all of these great things. It's it's it's, it's zero cost. I mean it's all a lie, and and you know this past month we saw that we're just have a record level high. In inflation, like nine percent inflation from a year ago, nine percent. That's the highest since October of nineteen ninety. But 
in the face of that, they passed this $1.2 trillion just pork spending bill. I mean, Beijing even mocked it as a feeble imitation of China. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a power grab. Uh, I, I don't get it. I get, anyway, we, the, last thing here. We, there was this dust up with a, a Southwest pilot. I even got an email from, from Southwest Airlines that they're going to investigate it because allegedly at, after landing a plane, this pilot you know, said, you know, let's go, Brandon. And they were all outraged. Well, apparently the guy said, let's go, Braves. <laughs> but somebody, for whatever reason, took that to be let's go, Brandon, means which means F Joe Biden, which means blah, 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 blah. And there's this whole dust up. And you know, it wasn't true. Constantly lied to around every corner. And I'm tired of it. And you know, I'm being a good Gen X like uh, like you. I'm just not in the makeup to put up with that crap. I'm going to call you on your BS. And you lie to me. I'm going to call you out on it. And not. I'm going to be intentionally do the opposite of what you tell me I should. Merely out of principle. So with that, I hope I vented enough. It. Uh, it's been quite a week um, but I hope things are going well in your corner of the world and hope you have a good rest of your week and we will see you next time shout out to Dusty Baker and we'll see you next week till then whatever <laughs> <laughs>